When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. This is Vance, and I'm doing the San Clemente, uh, California Surf Report. Today, Wednesday, October 17th, 1986, and the uh, waves are coming down from the east and a little bit choppy, but glassy at the same time. Whoa, how can that be? Both at the same time. Bro, is that Noggles right there in the corner they're putting up? Bro, best burritos ever. Bro, I was just talking to the general manager, man. He wanted to give me a job. He goes, hey, what's your name, bro? And I go, my name is D. Wayne, bro. I just love Noggles, bro. The burritos. I want extra cheese. Hey, bro, check out my new sandals, man. So we, when we cruise down to Huntington later, bro, look at that rainbow straps, bro. Aren't they killer, dude? Are those like O'Neal? Dude, you know it, bro. They're bad. Dude, they match my I wear, bro. Crazy. Dude, I just got some Rusties. Oh, my gosh. My Rusties chonclas. Well, they call them chonclas downtown. Yeah, bro. But anyway, later on, let's hit up those waves in Santa Monica because I heard the waves are going to be at a flat seven and a half feet. Dude, that is going to be so gnarls barked out, bro. I can hardly wait. Dude, I forgot my wax, bro, but I bought some new right guard, bro. And my board is just going to smooth down those waves, bro. I'm going to be just like a razor cutting a beard, man. Rosilla, I recently got some new deodorant as well. But mine's like magnesium with like chalk. And I really can't put them under my pits because they're pulling out more hair than I got in my head. But anyway, the point is, I used it on my board better than sex wax, bro. Dude, you know what? Borrow some of my sister's neat hair remover, dude, and just like roll some up under your arms, bro. Just get rid of that unsightly hair, dude. I gave some to my chick, Veronica. Dude, it's like kissing a peach, bro. A peach. Speaking of peach, I got to call peaches later on today. But right now, let's say we go back, man. And uh, catch us some big, gnarly waves. Bro, you know what? Let's just do it, man, because this is the 80s, bro. And nobody knows the 80s like us. Hey, bro, I brought some stash, too, bro. It's killer green, man. It's from Humble, bro. Humble. Humble, yeah. Yeah, man. I hope you have some zaggers. Hey, man, let's bail, bro. The bus is going to get us in a bit. Wait, did you say bail? Yeah, bro, we got to bail. Oh, it scared me, bro. I thought my parole meetings coming up soon but anyway oh. all right dude let's go <laughs> yeah man let's let's trip our way back to the 80s bro Hando. all right let's go back to the 80s man <laughs> far out yeah baby You're listening to the one and only Back to the 80s Radio. I am Toscano from Toscano and Chang, and we are the show that introduces the 80s to a whole new generation. This is the show that loves to reminisce on the memories that made that generation the absolute best. We'd like to remind you to like our Facebook page, where you can drop us a note, let us know what kind of topics you'd like to hear from the 80s, and also be a part of our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash back to the 80s. All that we ask from you is, of course, that you would subscribe to our show on any platform and also leave us a comment because it does help our show out. Now, with me today, as he is every single Friday, is a man that has become the official chauffeur for sumo wrestling using only his red Yugo. He's trained more midget wrestlers for Mexican birthday parties than Andre the Giant. We here at Back to the 80s call him the Chang. Chang, welcome aboard the 80s Express. Well, my Italian brother, my partner in crime, my co-pilot to the pilot, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, cats, kitties, and 80s ladies from all about. I want to thank you all for 
tuning in and remember to hit us on our Patreon page. Every little bit helps to make you and us a little bit happier. Well, thank you for joining us here at the one and only Back to the 80s Radio. We do want to let you know that today we've got a great show because, you know, all this time since we started COVID and the lockdown and then we got uh, the election and then all that madness. We've been talking about all the great stuff about the 80s because we we miss the 80s. So many bad things happened in 2020 that we all want to forget about it. However, it wasn't all rose petals and gardenias in the 80s. A lot of bad stems and seeds and deals. Today, we want to talk about the things that really sucked back in the 80s. But before we do, I want to give a bunch of shout outs because I'll tell you why. We uh, put a place to post everywhere. What are some of the things that sucked about the 80s? I mean, we can't name everybody that posted, right? There's just too many. However, I do want to give a couple of mentions. And one of those, and I, I promised Rick Dawkins for loving the 80s. I remember Rick Dawkins said that he wishes he could have lived more in the 80s. I believe he was born after 87. But hey, I told him, no worries. You're still an, an 80s child. And so that's, that's the only thing that matters. I also want to give a shout out to Maria Suchi. She's the one who informed us about hating Yugos. I also want to give a special shout out to Malu Robles, a shout out to Bill Bigsby, Heather Matz, Sam Dupre, who is always listening to the program. Well, that's what I like to think anyway. Sam, I know you don't have time to listen to us always, but it's okay. In our mind, you do. I want to give a shout out to uh, everybody named Toscano. Oh, that's a great last name. I know. They should I think know. about going into radio. Well, I know four people named Toscano. I think they're related really? to you. Yes, I related to you. <laughs> they're all related to me. Got it. Got it. Those are good shout outs. Yes, I like it. Nice. Um, I also want to give a big shout out to Suzette Parrott, Angie Zangs, Jeremy Benning, Dana Glenn, Juanita Gonzalez, and Randall Wright. Now, every break that we have today, we're going to be giving shout outs because there's just too much. So we'll give them a few at a time. So stick around. This is Back to the 80s. Stick around for your name to be called out. And also, your post will be discussed here. Back to the 80s radio. Don't you dare go anywhere else because we'll take the 80s away from you. Good morning, Vietnam! Hey, this is not a test. This is rock and roll. Time to rock it from the Delta to the DMZ. Is that me or does that sound like an Elvis Presley movie? Viva Da Nang. Oh, Viva Da Nang. Da Nang me, Da Nang me. Why don't they get a rope and hang me? Hey, is this a little too early for being that loud? Hey, too late. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Speaking of early, how about that Cro-Magnon, Marty Drywitz? Thank you, Marty, for silky smooth sound. Make me sound like Peggy Lee. Now, back to good, wholesome, politically correct entertainment. Oops, wrong station. <clears throat> now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. Welcome back, Chang here from Toscano and Chang. Back to the 80s. We want to welcome you back to the show. Today, we're going to discuss everything that we can that was hated about the 80s. We're going to dive deep into our Facebook page, pull out some of your favorite hates and some of ours. Before I do that, I want to give a shout out to a, a few special people. Dave Duarte, I know you're out there. What's cracking? I want to give a shout out to all my St. Benedict's brothers and sisters. I want to give a shout out to some of my classmates from Montebello High School. I want to give a special shout out to all you soldiers. You know who you are. Thank you for protecting us and all you first responders. Everybody out there that puts their life on the line for all of us. Now, are you ready to get into the hate, my brother? I have been born for this very moment. Oh, and you know what? So I, I. I, I got to just recognize and I got to thank everybody from 80s commercials, trailers, toys, and more for that particular group, as well as, of course, the Back to the 80s radio group and our, our page itself, but especially the actual page administrators from 80s commercials, trailers, toys, and more. Thank you, guys. You guys have been great for allowing us to post oh, yes. on your page. And, you know, to all the members of that page, I just want to give you a very special shout out as well. We greatly appreciate it. And together, let's build something that is unbreakable. That's right. And of course, as Ching mentioned a little while ago, we're going to be talking about things that sucked in the 80s. 
And I think that we're most likely going to have to split this into a two-part show. It's just too much, and it was just too much funny stuff that, you know what, when you really think about it, it's true. Uh, There's some really serious stuff that we're going to be touching on, but let's get the lighter side out. I You know, Angie Zhang said that one of the things that she hates from the 80s, she thinks that sucked, was your favorite and mine, New Coke. That's right. And then the big uproar followed by Coke Classic. But the New Coke. You know what, brother? I tasted it because I was forced to because for a while they were taking off the original Coke off the shelves and they were trying to, you know, force this upon us. So I tasted it. And that's when I said, you know what? I think I'll take a Pepsi, an RC or a Jolt Cola because this stuff tasted pretty much like uh, hot battery juice, bro. That's what it tastes. It tastes like crap. I remember uh, some people actually cleaning their batteries with uh, New Coke. Uh, they wouldn't do it. With the, even regular Coke will do it, but they actually wasted New Coke because they, they said it sucked that it's much. It's a light, a light. It's doing it right. It's a hit. It's a Coke. Coke is it. A taste that's true. It is me, it is you. A slam, a shout. It's a new way to see. It'll shake up the world. It's the way it should be. It's just how you feel when you know it's for real. I used to use new Coke to clean my center lines on my Nova, bro. That's what I used that, that new Coke for. Bro. You had a Nova? You I had a, yeah, dude. I had a 74 Nova. Super sport, of course, bro. Do you know that in Hispanic countries, Nova means doesn't run? You know what's funny? Because after my car accident on the 60 freeway, that son of a gun didn't run anymore. I crashed doing 100 <laughs> miles an hour. I was, nice. on, I was on my way from work. This was in 1984, brother. Right after I graduated, I had to get a job. Wow. Of course, you know, long-haired hippie freak had to get a job. And I was on my way home because I was about to go to the Aerosmith concert. <laughs> And uh, I was, of course, the guy that was supposed to drive. And I was I was leaving work. I was working up in uh, the city of Walnut and I lived in Montebello and I was busting my butt all the way home. It was a dire need that I get home to the bank, which was security bank. That's right. Security bank for everybody out there that remembers that bank. I had to get there, cash my check and get some cash. I decided to jump on my Nova, dude, and I'm hauling, bro. I must have been moving between 90 and 100 miles an hour. And I jumped into the fast lane and there was a box there. So I tried to maneuver into the next lane over and there was vehicles coming. So I had to jam back. Well, I thought I could go ahead and I would maybe pull out some Dukes of Hazard. You know what I mean? Pull off to the shoulder, go around while I hit some sand. And my Nova just started spinning, bro. I hit the center divider five times, totaled out my Nova, ended up halfway in the back seat because the Chang was not following the law. I didn't wear a seatbelt. So I ended up halfway in the back seat. I had a joint in my ear that was folded around my ear, got put into an ambulance where they checked out my signs and all this other crap. The cop was there filling report. Nobody found that joint. I forgot about it. Until I was in the tow truck and I scratched my head when it dawned on me. Oh, I just told it off my ride. No more concert for you, right? No, I missed the concert. And you would think that my buddies would be like, hey, Chang, are you, it's good thing you're alive. I got you don't know how to drive. You stupid idiot. We're going to have to get rid of those tickets. You're not going to the next concert. I got nothing but hate. And I'm bringing that up because this is the perfect show to discuss hate. Right. Now, my right. buddies it's were about things that sucked in the dude. They, right. they were hating on me. As a matter of fact, my best friend went with my sister and my cousin to pick me up at the tow yard. My best friend, Ramey. <laughs> That's the guy that, uh, you know, unfortunately lost his life yeah. in 1985 in a motorcycle accident, my best friend. But he was the biggest hater of all because he went with my sister in her van and my cousin to get me. And he had our tickets and he was tearing the tickets up and making those. Remember those little footballs that you could make up? Yeah, of course. And he was flicking them at my head while I was sitting in the back of the van. All he was nice. saying was on this and that. And it was like it was priceless. I'm sure you deserved it. I really did. And my sister goes, are you sure there was a box in the road? And I was like, yeah, I wasn't baking yet. There was a box in the road. Nobody believed me, bro. All I know is that, hey, dude, nice. my Nova was pretty bad up until uh, that dreadful day of wrecking it. Well, as we continue this expressway of hate in the 80s, I got to tell you, there's a lot of people who express their hate for Ronald Reagan. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. 
Ronald Reagan has got to be one of the biggest douches in the 80s. Of all. Well, uh, I, I, uh, I'm going to pretend that I'm starting a war on drugs, uh, even though I know drugs are coming in from my uh, good friend uh, Pablo Escobar and uh, uh, Noriega. And uh, all I do is look forward and put my hand out and I get a little bit of money and I give them some weapons and they give us dope. And, and now me and Nancy, are, we're going to have a program that just say no. I hated that guy. And that's interesting. And, and you were old enough back then to kind of get into the politics thing. I wasn't, like I said, you know, I was a, a mere teen in the 80s. I was thinking about totally other stuff. I couldn't care less. I do remember when he there was an attempted assassination for Reagan, of course. And I, of course, remember the say no to drugs, the just say no. What grade were you in in 1981 when they tried to assassinate President Reagan? Well, I must have been in third grade because I, I was. <laughs> oh, my God. You just made me feel like a old fart. Well, I'm assuming third grade, around nine wow. years old, maybe fourth grade, something like that. So you were playing with I toys. I was playing with toys in 1981. Wow. And I was playing and with girls. Fun. Amazing. Oh, I didn't say what kind of toys. But anyway. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> so Sex toys. I wasn't really of that age to appreciate or not appreciate uh, politics. I still don't care for them. But the point is. That Reagan was there. All I remember from Reagan is that he was an actor and uh, some people liked him. Some people didn't. Of course, now that I'm an adult, I can understand a little bit more. Either way, it is what it is. Reagan is a part of the 80s history books. Yes, he is. That is that. He did some good, bro. He got the wall taken down which is great, you know, really opened up things around the world for people starting to talk about unity. But I mean, he demolished America to a certain degree with his propaganda, his fake war on drugs when he was hanging around with drug cartel members, and drug cartel predators. Was he a tough president? Like, um, like for example, against other countries, like telling people, you know what? I don't mess with the United States or, or, you know, I'll hit the red button. Yeah, you know what? He kind of had that uh, presence of him. Uh, you know, he, I think because he was an actor at one time and he was uh, uh, the governor of California. And, you know, he did his share of destroying California with like destroying Social Security for a lot of older people. Even to this day, we're seeing some of the, uh, you know, the havoc that he created. The remnants yeah. of that. But uh, uh, he was pretty diplomatic. I, I, I believe that he was pretty much a like president. You know what I mean? There was a lot of other country leaders that did like him, but he kind of had that kind of that that the soiree around him you know what i mean he was a a, a, a people right. person because come on he was a hollywood actor he and an he actor. did have yeah. uh, experience as a governor so he was able to motivate people and sway away and 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 i mean how else can you be buddy buddy with drug cartel uh leaders bro if you're not going to be swaying to wasn't the beat? that the time that the drug cartels were really making a name for themselves from colombia and that whole movement oh, yeah, hit big really time, big, man. and it hit really, really yeah. big, or at least it was starting to hit really big uh, down in Florida as well. It wasn't at its prime, but it was starting to. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I mean, they were they were bringing in all the dope in to Florida, and they were boating it out over here. So, I mean, the cocaine epidemic became crazy in the 80s. I think that's when the love of cocaine really started taking effect, but not only... Uh, uh, effect in the entertainment industry, but to the people living in neighborhoods. Cocaine became not only the rich man drug, but it became the average working man drug. Uh, right. And, you know, as, as everybody knows about cocaine, crack, crack came in uh, also in the 80s. And the, the thing about crack that people don't really want to talk about or know is our own government uh, created crack and uh, pretty much got it taken into the neighborhoods where we started seeing a lot of a lot of overdose deaths yeah. uh, due to crack. I yeah. mean, the, uh, and, 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 you know, and, I, and I'll just blame, I'm going to go ahead and blame who I got to blame Ronald Reagan all the way for every epidemic that we got and then trying to pan it off on, on something else. And that's what, that's what I hated about him. You know, I understand why people take drugs. I, I, I do understand it, but if we're going to blame anybody, you think you have to blame the United States for the war on drugs. Because it was the United States population that was the ones that, that started buying it. Specifically, I'm pointing the finger at all the business people back then, all the people with the mega rich throwing these lavish, decadent parties, and they, they had these drugs like it was candy. Anyway, uh, Lori Holderfield says that she thought 
in the 80s, it sucked because smoking was allowed in restaurants and planes. That is so true. I hated going to restaurants. And I remember you went into Bob's Big Boy, for example, or Denny's or any any other restaurant. And what would they? What was that question? Smoking or non-smoking? You're talking about smoking. You know what? Everybody knows smoking is bad for you. Uh, I do know that. My father was a relentless chain smoker growing up, so he would smoke in the house and you know, it was like no big deal to him. Uh, sadly, my father did lose his life uh, with throat cancer in his 80 uh, when he turned 80. And that was because of all the years that he had smoked. So I'm a big advocate against uh, smoking, you know, smoking cigarettes. You know, he was able to live a pretty long life in spite of that. I definitely agree. And and when it came to smoking on airplanes, oh, man. See, I used to when I was a kid, we used to fly over, overseas a lot uh, to South America a lot to Argentina, and that's a 14 to 16 hour airplane ride. Oh, I couldn't have handled I couldn't have now, hung on that. You, no way. Can you imagine uh, being next to it like a chain smoker and you were a kid? So, no bueno, my friend. You know what? It's funny you talk about planes because I don't even like getting on planes without smoking. I get. I get freaked out and I'm even older now, but you know, it just seems like you're on this little plane and there's only so much oxygen. You have to share it with all these people, all these loud ass kids or all these other idiots that are just rude. <laughs> how could you with, with how could you, how could you handle a 14 hour plane ride? I would have, I would have been choking people with towels. I, I wouldn't have been able to hang. I did it for the love of that country, but definitely, mm. uh, you know, plane rides. I hate, Mm-hmm. riding on the plane. I hate flying. You know, we recently went to New York. I sweat bullets the entire way. And today oh. with the masks, wearing masks, all, no, I couldn't do it. Oh. I couldn't do it again. That's right. You went to the Big Apple, the yeah. dirtiest city in America. No, it was, New actually, York. it was actually cleaner than L.A. Really? Yeah. Now, uh, did, did you got did you get to to show the boys any of those giant sized rats? <laughs> there were a few. Yeah. We, when we were at the subway. But uh, they weren't they weren't that big anymore. They uh, all died out with COVID. All right, so mm, nice. Let's let's do a couple more. Darren Pulliam said, "When you're out and you can't you can't get an urgent page and you can't find a payphone. Remember the the times when you couldn't find a payphone and you really needed one? Yeah, payphones. Now I got a funny story. I got to tell you, I have one of my mentors who is in his 80s. He's got a very very short fuse." So when he was in his 40s, and this has got to be back in the 80s, early 80s, he used to uh, live in Corona and drive to L.A. So from Corona to L.A., it's about maybe a 50-mile ride. Well, that entire way, sometimes he had to pull over and make phone calls. So he would get out of the freeway and go to a public phone. Well, whenever the operator would ask him to repeat that number, he would explode. So what would he do? Every single payphone from Corona to, I would say, Anaheim, which is maybe a 30-minute ride, was ripped out of the payphone. So the actual receiver, it was attached with a metal cord, remember? He would he had such a short fuse, he ripped them all out of the payphone. <laughs> I could picture him doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And imagine you know? in his 40s with that short fuse that he oh. had. Yeah, and I bet you he was blaming us Mexicans. Oh, yeah, he blamed everybody except for himself. <laughs> hey, now, I've got one right here from John Corbin. He hated hair metal, and so did I, brother. So did second, I. Wait a second, what? No, I'm wait, what? what? a second. John Corbin, he hated hair metal. John, this is Chang. I hated hair metal, too. Okay, so listen, listen. You guys have got to give me a break, because how can you say you're a true 80s fan, a true lover of music, if you don't love all music, except for country. Country's not really music. Well, country's not music, <laughs> but, you know, country is just very depressing. That's for another yeah. show later. 80s country, country music. Okay, let me take that back. What? Country music in the 80s I used to like with the Oak Ridge Boys singing Elvira. Mm. Great. That was the only song I remember. I thought that you would probably be a big uh, fan of country music. Heck no. Well, uh, I, no. I was mistaken. I thought I thought that's how you hid your Italian identity. No, country but music. I am a fan of all rock, including <laughs> right. hair metal. I so love like, hair metal. Oh, you love sissy metal. That's okay. Now, I refer it, to it as sissy whatever, metal. Whatever, you could call it sissy metal. Right. It doesn't matter. It's music. And you oh know what? 
tell me this. You, you cannot deny that that music, no matter how sissy it was to, to you guys that loved Motorhead yes. and Anthrax and, 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 um, and, and Maiden and, and, and Priest, Maiden and Judas Priest, Saxon. you cannot deny the fact that that hair metal was still better than anything they have today. Hmm. Let me think about that really quick. No, crap. I hated all that hair metal. I, you know what I hated about the 80s? I hated that some of the hair metal dudes looked like chicks. And if I was inebriated, I was trying to grab them all. I hated it. <laughs> That's a different story. That is a different story. I hated the fact that they wore their costumes and they decided to go in, in particular poison. I love their music. Oh, man, come on. But I hate it. Yeah. And I always ask this. Why the heck do they got to put lipstick on and eyeshadow and makeup that makes no sense. I offended uh, Brett Michaels one time in, in Hollywood when we were going to the rainbow. I was somewhat inebriated. Yeah. And, and personally, uh, too. They were passing out flyers and he had his makeup on. And I asked Brett Michaels for a <laughs> job. Yes, I did. Because I, he was a chick. I thought he was a chick. I mean, you look at his picture in his albums and I know you've got his picture, his albums. out. You probably have a poster somewhere of those uh, flamers. I don't know. You might, you probably do. But if you look at Brett Michaels, ladies and gentlemen, and Toscano, and you look at him and glance at him, like turn away and then look at the picture and then turn away. You're going to think it's a chick. That part. I agree. I agree. Sweet red lips. Sweet look, red lips. I agree 100% with you and everybody who hates that part. Absolutely. Good. But as mm -hmm. musicians and singers, you got to admit they were good. They made some really good ballads. And I will have to attest Thank to you. a lot of the pretty Thank metal you. ballads got me laid. So I cannot hate wholeheartedly. No, but I can hate no. another band. No. I hated so, Motley Crue. So who said that? That oh, was go. What? Uh, how, come on. How come you can hate Rush and I'm not allowed to hate Motley Crue? I don't understand. No, you're allowed to hate him. I got to admit the one thing about Motley Crue. I hated when what's his face, the drummer. Wore only underwear to to play at a whole concert. Oh, Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. I hated yeah. when he just wore an underwear. It's like, okay, time to go. Time to go. The man comes out in his underwear. I think Tommy Lee was probably like probably the coolest in Motley Crue, but I think the best musician in that band was Mick Mars. I think Mick Mars was ahead of himself playing the guitar. I would but, have uh, to agree. Vince Neil. And uh, I would have to say that Vince Neil ate the rest of the band later on. Yes, I think Vince Neil ate the rest of the band. I think he thought they were chicken McNuggets. But like Vince Neil kind of like he didn't he didn't really talk like a metalhead. He talked like a surfer dude. And he had that bleach blonde. Yes, hair. he did. Well, weren't they from they were from L.A.? Weren't they like from uh, the beach area or something like that? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Vince. I, I, Vince probably was. Now, if you've seen that movie uh, made up after uh, Motley Crue to give you somewhat of the story. But uh, Vince Neil. You know, you got to say some one thing. I'll say one thing about Motley Crue. They were your typical rockers before they went pretty. And they went pretty right. after Vince Neil got uh, inebriated. And uh, he was driving and got in that car accident and killed his friend from uh, Hanoi Rocks and didn't right. go to jail. Which, and they didn't go which, to jail, correct. Which, which started the crusade of hating that band. Uh, you know, there's, their musical style changed. They got really poppy, really pretty. You know, they were supposed to change, supposed to get sober. Uh, you know, but... My hate of that band just runs deep. I mean, after ah. their first album, after their first two albums, Shout at the Devil to me was okay, but it was a little bit, mm, you're kind of pressing the, the button to, you know, kitty metal, pretty metal. And oh. then, you know, then like I say, he got in trouble with the law. He did what he did, a heinous crime, which I'll state right now. Anybody else would be doing prison time, but I wasn't the judge. I wasn't the jury. He got off that band. They signified the start, I think, of pretty metal. Uh, that's when you got Poison out there, Cinderella. Uh, oh, good God, Mr. Model himself, Kip Winger. The guy was so gorgeous. What the hell is he doing with guitar? You know, he was like the George Michael looking of heavy metal. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that well, kind of painted on beard, you know, you, that hairy you, chest. You had 31 flavors back then, and that's what made the 80s so great. Mm -hmm. so listen. Let me give us a few more shout outs and then we're going to take a Do quick it. break because we got a lot more to cover. And okay. I want to give a big shout out to Amy Rayer, Drew Deffenbaugh, Reba Knight, Christopher Palumbo, Duin Desparty, Jesse Alford, and Chris Weiler. So a big shout out to you guys for giving us your input on what sucked in the 80s for you guys. This is Back to the 80s. Don't go anywhere. Like a creature of the night. Back to the 80s. If you can't wear a spandex jumpsuit, what can you do? This is... Back, back to the 80s. 
Back to the 80s, Chang here on The Hang. We are discussing things that were hated in the 80s. And we pulled up our Facebook page where we had so many responses to the hate. Here's one hate that I'm sure everybody can relate to. This hate comes out from Brenna McCormick. That's Brenna McCormick. What's going on, girl? Thank you for uh, writing in on our Facebook page and being a lovely listener. She hated sharing the phone at home with everybody due to the phone cords or the rotary phones. Remember those mile-long phone cords that people would put on their phone so they can carry them around the house? And maybe after two uses, it's just like knotted up like some hair on a brush and you got to fight with it to untangle it and Good Lord, or you, you would go into another room and maybe your sibling or your parent would unplug it and you didn't even know. You know, it's interesting because I would go to sometimes uh, certain friends' homes and their sister would be on the phone. I'd ask, you know, can I use your phone? They'd go, yeah, go ahead and call whoever you want. And I'd look for it. And the phone was there, but the receiver wasn't. And I had to follow the cord. And it was down the hallway to the left, going to the right because they, oh. they bought like a 75 foot cord. And it was in the it was in the room of the of the young lady there. And oh, yeah, uh, yeah. and then you'd have to pull in the cord. They would even close the door on the cord. On the cord, yeah. I remember, you remember that. remember that? I remember that. You know what I used to hate? Remember sometimes when you had two lines in the house and you don't know somebody's on the line? And yeah. then you go in there and then you start pressing your number in and then you can hear somebody, I'm on the phone, I'm on the phone, I'm on the goddamn <laughs> right. phone. I also remember when it was call waiting, you'd get a beep and you'd have to hang up your phone to get pick up the other line. Remember that? And then sometimes you'd forget to hang yes. up the call, yes. you'd still have that person. And yeah, and something you forget to do that and you'd go, oh man, it was so-and-so. What an idiot. And they were like, what? It's still me on the phone. Oh yeah. <laughs> you would go, I remember sometimes talking to somebody about the other person on the other line. Hey bro, it's me. Who are you talking to? Oh, I was talking to my dad. Those were the days. Rotary phones. Do you remember rotary phones, bro? Yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, definitely something that uh, the, this new age will not yeah. know no. what it feels like. And especially if you were in a hurry to make a phone call. Remember oh, that? Oh, man. And if you had a, a number that it was a, a larger number close to the uh -huh. zero, you know you were screwed. You had to go. Yeah. If you had a nine or an that eight. That phone number like, oh, is going to take you about five minutes. You know when I hated the rotary phone the most? Because, uh, you know, like we discussed, I'm a radio guy and thank God we're doing radio and I want to give everybody radio like radio used to be in the past. When you would call in to try to win tickets or something and you had to go to the rotary phone and then and then it would take forever oh. to dial. And then by the time you got in, somebody would be like, hey, you're caller 1084. No. And then the worst part is that it was always a, a real long number, you know, 1-800-875-1027. Oh, and then so yes. you dial this whole number, 1-800, and you wouldn't get answered. <laughs> and the worst part is when it, you got a busy signal. And every time you'd call, you'd get that stupid busy signal. Oh, And then finally, when you got a ring, you would be hearing on the radio that somebody already won. Yeah, that would get you really ticked oh, off. That was a big Changry back in the day. And I wasn't even the Chang just yet. I was a year away from being the Chang. <laughs> um, Amy Elizabeth says that the only thing that she can remember that really sucked was that local channels would cut off about 11 p.m. Oh, yeah. It would change to a flag until the next morning. Yes, I remember in that. Which, uh, but I think that was very early 80s, wasn't it? Like right out of the 70s. That was the late 70s. Maybe it, I think it stopped by 81. I could be, you, you could correct me on that, but I think by 81 that it stopped. And by then, because remember, we started back in the 80s getting on TV and then select TV. So programming started changing. A, yeah, a great my degree. parents got me. I'm the only child. Me and my uh, invisible friend, uh, they got me... Um, mm -hmm cable so you meet and this is like 1981 now we have another hate from monty breen and monty wrote in that uh, he hated the uh 80s due to the aids epidemic and we've discussed that uh, on a on a past show uh you know there's no cutting or, around it that was very devastating it was very sad uh, very scary uh to our our homosexual brothers and sisters that had to fight that uh i hated uh, I hated uh, Sebastian Bach, uh, and I'm going to tell you why. Not only because I thought his band sucked, because I thought his band sucked, but he was a, He's a good musician. Well, come come on, on, bro. He all he is now is an angry drunk. He looks like a drunk woman nowadays. But anyway, the reason I hated Sebastian Bach in the eighties is he wore a shirt. And it said, AIDS kills fags dead. Yes, I will repeat that. We don't 
uh, condone it, but his shirt said AIDS kills fags dead. And I, really? uh, yeah. I didn't know that. Now, I was very upset with this because uh, a year prior to that, I lost my cousin uh, to the AIDS epidemic. And uh, my cousin yeah. was, uh, he resembled Freddie Mercury, oddly enough. And a guy he dated looked yeah. like uh, John Lennon. And they didn't appreciate me doing John Lennon imitations back then, but it was always great fun. Uh, and uh, when he wore that shirt and I was already understanding the disease and I was understanding how wrong or uh, devious of me or anyone else that could pass any kind of a judgment and hate somebody for what they do in their own privacy. I thought that was very low class and it kind of led, uh, led my rage against, uh, Sebastian Bach. As a matter of fact, I met Sebastian Bach one time at the rainbow and don't tell me you wanted to fight him. Oh, too. I wanted to fight all of them, bro. Back in the eighties, the Chang was ready to fight just about anybody. <laughs> Man, there was just, you needed to be kept on a leash yeah, then. Yeah, Come exactly, on. bro. And, and the only reason I wasn't kept on a leash, because I would have kicked my friend's asses for holding the leash. That's how deadly I was back in the 80s. But, uh, well, you, he was getting, he was, yeah, he so was you, getting drunk with, uh, uh, Axel Rose, another friend of, uh, of mine that I hate. Uh, no, he's not a friend. Uh, yeah. Let the hating begin. I just thought he was Here trash we for wearing a shirt like that. And, uh, I just really hated his band and I hated him for everything he stood for. Oh, okay. So you're done with the hate. Pretty much so. I'm done with hating him. Yeah. You know, in 1981, <laughs> roughly around 19, well, actually 1980, HIV had already spread to five continents. And in that period alone of 1980, between 100,000 and 300,000 people were already infected. So you remember the 80s, AIDS spread like wildfire. Well, yeah, almost like COVID. Almost. Yeah. The only thing different <clears throat> is, of course, that it was hitting a certain section of the population more than right. others. And then later on, after the 80s, they also realized that, shoot, you can get it even by going to the dentist because right. of dirty utensils or, you know, mm -hmm. the dirty uh, tools. Right. So in 1987, on February, as a matter of fact, my birthday month, mm, the so is mine. Uh, World, <laughs> World Health Organization launched the Global Program on AIDS to Raise Awareness which was pretty good that they did that. Uh, there's a lot of people that know more about uh, the, the illness than more, a lot more than me, of course. Right. And uh, all we're here to do is just to kind of bring that stuff back into remembrance because right. of how important it was that, that we should have treated people uh, with a kinder spirit. And mm -hmm. a lot of people were just um, were alienated, were, were treated like they were lepers, like they had leprosy. Right. And uh, they, you know, people were, were pretty brutal, which brings us to another one. A lot of people mentioned that back in the 80s, they suffered from bullying. And one of those in particular was one of the shout outs I gave in the beginning. Her name is Malu Robles. Malu was being bullied when she was in high school so much. She said that she went to her high school reunion not too long ago. I'm assuming it was before COVID. And her bully was there and her bully told her that it was her fault because she mm -hmm. basically instigated the bully to bully. Does that make sense? Even now as an adult, she doesn't recognize that she was a freaking bully. And I said, what a piece of tool. You know what? Uh, we, we, we have a lot of people that are like that, that don't want to come to grips that they are a bully. They think that their, their opinion matters and it doesn't really care it has no bearing on them what they feel no matter how derogatory or hurtful it is as a matter of fact we just uh, uh ended a president uh, that i think is the president of bullies himself uh i'm gonna go on the record and say uh one of the bad things about bullying now and back then is it is so personally hurtful uh it takes a it it, it kind of takes people a lot longer to get over being bullied and being ridiculed than it does getting punched in the face. And that, my friend, right. is is a, a degenerate act in itself. If you can go ahead and cause bodily harm, emotional scars to people by your words rather than punching them in the face. I mean, that's a heavy load and a heavy burden, my friend. And uh, you're right. The 80s did bring that epidemic of hate of up a notch. And it, and it did start with the AIDS epidemic. I believe a lot of people were not aware of the AIDS epidemic and how much hate it was causing until the death of Freddie Mercury. 
then people started thinking they shouldn't hate so much or say such preposterous things to hurt somebody. Yeah. And it also started happening to a lot of celebrities who started, you know, basically right. sleeping around with a lot of people right. or doing the wrong thing with, uh, you know, sharing of needles and things like that. Yeah, we but, lost Rock Hudson. Yeah. But Rock Hudson in the 80s. But when we go back to the bullying thing, you know, when you have an attitude and action that breaks the spirit, the character of that person, mm -hmm. that is much, I mean, people sometimes never heal of those wounds. Mm -hmm. So if you're, yeah. you're a bully, you need, it doesn't matter if you lived in the 80s and are now just somebody who's old and a lot of people never stop being a bully. And you right. can tell these are the people that, that get all bent out of shape because you took their parking mm -hmm. at Costco or Walmart, you know, they're they're Yeah. Walmart or they're on the freeway and they start flipping people oh, off yeah. for no reason. You know, it's just a very sad uh, state that a lot of people are in, but anyway, who else you got? Okay, I got another hate from Mr. Stephen Williams. And Stephen Williams said he, what he hated about the 80s is another show we did, audio and VHS tapes. Now, Stephen, <laughs> if you're listening, I am right there with you. I hated audio and VH tapes at times, only because sometimes the tape would get bent, jack up the whole movie. Sometimes it would tear. I'm with you all the way. But, man, I would give my left Leg. I was going to say nut, but my left <laughs> leg to go back into a video store. I really would. Stephen, thank you for your hate. Hey, Stephen, we, we've talked about this, you know. And so if you go to our shows, our past shows, uh, we just recently talked about video renting and in the 80s. That was a two-part show that we did. So, yeah, make sure you listen to that and you'll get a kick out of that. Uh, before you go on, I do have a very special shout out because they actually just wrote to me. So they're going to be waiting to hear the shout out and not to interrupt because they're going to be pressing record. And uh, mm. it's Andrew. I, I hope Andrew that I'm saying your name, right? It's spelled R E G A N. So I don't know if it's Reagan or Regan, but uh, Andrew, a big shout out to you. Thanks for mentioning that you hated the tape Commodore 64 games that took seven hours to load a game. You yes. also hated VHS or beta. And right on. Uh, he said, Andrew says, I love blindly guessing where I am on a movie and the 120 peak quality picture is so retro. So uh, a big shout out to you, Andrew. Oh, and number three, he also said cassettes. They were garbage. They got tangled. They skipped. But the 80s yes. were better for everything. Right on. I got one more. I got two more hates. OK, I'll go with a real quick one. Larry Singer wrote us and he said he hated the Chicago Cubs back in the 80s. Larry, <laughs> I'm a Los Dodgers fan. All A. L.A. all the only way in my eyes. I hated the Chicago Cubs. Well, I'm isn't it interesting that Chicago didn't do anything until what, 2015? Yeah. 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 You know what? The only good thing that I ever saw in Chicago was Wrigley Field. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That and Walter Payton, Mr. Sweetness. God rest his soul. Uh, Great running back. Now we have one from Luis Rene Oliveros Casasola. He hated the Cold War. Right on to you, Luis. We also hated the Cold War. I want to give a special shout out to James Now says uh, that he hated how expensive designer jeans were back then. Do you remember how people were made such a, especially at school, you know, high school? People made such a big deal of your designer jeans. And if you wore, okay, if you were in any of the popular crowd, if you wore guest jeans or I don't even remember another very famous or expensive brand, Jordash. But if you wore, if you wore Wrangler or if you wore the Zodis, some generic Levi's, they, they literally, they treated you like an outsider. And they made fun of you. Yes, dude. If you didn't have Levi's on, you got bagged on hard. Now, remember Levi's, the original Levi's in the 80s. I, I remember going to get Levi's and I remember you could buy a cheaper, a cheaper version of the Levi. Now, the best way back in the 80s to tell if you had genuine, authentic, kick ass Levi's, you go on the inseam, up the leg. And if there is a red stitching all the way up, those are the choice Levi's to get. Right. That's a little I secret I those. wish I could have shared with. You know yeah. what? You know what? Some of the my most favorite pants back in the 80s, Dittos. I oh, love that girl in Dittos. Now, Corduroy, <laughs> you know, you, you, you love I can picture you in brown or yellow, mustard yellow Corduroys. Now, get this back. Now, at St. Benedict's, uh, I was there in the 70s. 
you know, I graduated in 79 from St. Benedict's and we had to wear blue corduroys. And man, sometimes my unit would get stuck to the side of the leg and I'd have to go to the boys bathroom and throw cold water on there just to pull my testicles away from my leg due to those corduroy pants. I noticed you didn't get the beat in time. Sorry. Yeah, you caught me off guard on that one. You caught me off guard on that one. I'm so fast. I move. (laughs) I'm so pretty. I'm like Muhammad Ali. I float like a butterfly, sing like a bee. Ain't no one faster than me. Karina Cesarez says, man, a lot of kids got snatched up during the 80s. They were very unsupervised in the mid and late 80s growing up. Uh, She grew up in South Sacramento and was surprised that nothing ever happened to her. It's true. That's one of the big things that was, it was like a fad amongst serial uh, kidnappers. They were kidnapping children left and right. And you know what's sad? We are seeing that type of heinous act nowadays, and it's even worse nowadays. Yeah. Do you remember milk cartons would, you'd be drinking all happy your, your cereal, you'd be eating your cereal. And then your, your mom or your dad put the milk on the table, the carton and, it yeah. would have it would be flipped around and it said, "Have you seen me?" and then have the sad picture oh, yeah. of a little girl, little boy. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a uh, that was always a downer, a very sad downer, a very true downer. I, I think we should go back to doing stuff like that nowadays to make it aware, because obviously, even with social media, we're not finding half the millions of children that are disappearing—not millions, but thousands of children that we have missing daily from some of these uh, sick, warped individuals out there walking the earth. And if there is any, uh, hopefully, we don't have any of those sick, warped no, individuals. But the problem is that now they'd probably say. Well, no, we can't put picture of children on on cartons of milk anymore because that would offend people that are eating breakfast. Uh, yes, yeah. okay. everything is so sensitive nowadays. It's 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 just it's another big. It, I, I call these times right now one big changry. <laughs> yeah, and stay tuned for changries because mm-hmm. in a little while we're going to be doing changries. If you want to find out what changries are, stick around because there's a lot more hate where that came from. Christopher Palumbo. That's right. I like that. I like that. that that Christopher Palumbo sounds uh, very reminiscent of like Christopher, Christopher Columbus. Columbus. But Christopher Palumbo said the thing that he thought the eighty that made the eighties suck was Bush. Uh, he was another bad. Uh, uh, yeah, you know what, uh, George Bush uh, Senior. I don't think he meant the president. <laughs> oh, was it Bush beer? <laughs> try, Remember, try a little down. That was a beer back in the eighties. Yeah, I think he meant. Uh, Th- how things got, uh, you know, kind of hairy in the 80s. Oh, the unshaven <laughs> things. Wow. Now that now that is something that I didn't even think about diving into. And yeah. I, I want I want to know how come you didn't give him the old burp, 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 beep on what he said. But you know what? There was nothing like a hairy bush back then. I'll tell you right now, brother. Yeah, that's sometimes, you know, there was nothing of this uh, of these uh, Brazilian waxing going on and. And having no. people shaved, I mean, it was... Were you, now, were you old enough to ever experience that of a hairy monster coming at you? I didn't only have that kind of experience, but I had the experience of seeing braids, actually, on uh, on an occasion, which scared me. Wow. Now, that is scary. I remember there was uh, so many occasions that I looked like a cat spitting up a hairball after I was vid- visiting uh, down beyond <laughs> that's, south. That's interesting. <laughs> I would be like... <laughs> You know what I mean? I want to give a very special shout out to Heather Matz. This is where she said that the 80s sucked because they had the worst maxi pads ever. Hey, woo, woo, woo. Nice. That's great. There were no wings back now, then. Now, hopefully everybody out there listening, is to today's, uh, this Friday, this show tonight, <laughs> uh, rather today, is a rated R show or a PG-13. So uh, you parents out there, maybe you might want to listen to the show before you bring the kids in. Uh, we're going to go ahead and put a disclaimer on there with a little elbow going. <laughs> no, bro, you got to leave it raw, just like the 80s, just like a hairy bush. You just got to let go with it, bro. <laughs> anyway, this is back to the 80s. We're going to take a quick identifier when we come back. Stay tuned for Chain Greens. You're listening to Back to the 80s. Mexican Americans don't like to just get into gang fights. They like flowers and music and white girls named Debbie too. Mexican Americans are named Chata and Chela and Chema and have a son-in-law named Jeff. 
Mexican Americans don't like to get up early in the morning, but they have to, so they do it real slow. Mexican Americans love education, so they go to night school and they take Spanish and get a B. Mexican Americans love their nanas and their nonos and their ninas and their ninos. Nanu, nanu, nina, no, no. Mexican Americans don't like to go to the movies where the dude has to wear contact lenses to make his blue eyes brown. Cause don't it make my brown eyes blue? And that's all I got. Now, back to good, wholesome, politically correct entertainment. Oops, wrong station. <clears throat> now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. Thanks for listening to Back to the 80s. This is the time. The part of the show that we talk about what made us angry. And in honor of the most wondrous and the most nostalgic Chang, we've dubbed them Changries. So Chang, what made you Changry in the 1980s. You know what made me Changry back in the 1980s? Buying bunk Mexican weed. You know what made me Changry back in the 1980s? Ronald Reagan's about a war on drugs. You know what made me angry back in the 80s? Harry Bush's. You know what made me angry Changry back in the 80s? Fluorescent clothing. You know what made me Changry back in the 80s? They had to end. Ah, uh, you know what made me angry back in the eighties? What's that, my brother? Parachute pants. <laughs> you know what made me angry back I in had the eighties? <laughs> Penny loafers. You know what made me angry <laughs> back in the eighties? What? Fluorescent members-only jackets for women. You know what made me angry back in the eighties? What's that, brother? The ice cream man leaving before I got there. <laughs> that son of a bitch. And the worst Changri of all. You know what got me Changri back in the 80s? What's that, my brother? Staring in the face of the 1990s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, has been this week's Changris. If you have a topic or something that made you angry and would like us to share it here on the air, Go ahead and send us a message through our Facebook page, and we'll be more than glad to read your Changri here on next week's show. If you just joined us here at Back to the 80s Radio, we've been talking about things that sucked back in the 80s. And you know, I know a lot of people have said, in reality, nothing sucked in the 80s. And I'm glad they feel that way. And you know what? I don't think you'll hear that from any other decade after the 80s. And it's it just, it makes me really happy to know that, I mean, that in spite of all the bad stuff that happened there back then, we still, I mean, we love the 80s with such a passion that we kind of overlook those things. And we'd go back in a heartbeat. Somebody posted, if you could have 30 days to go back to the 80s, would you be able to survive without any type of technology, with any kind of thing that makes life more convenient like today? And, uh, I mean, we'd want to say yes, but that would be a true test, wouldn't it, for us? Yeah, let me ask you that very – I'm going to pose that question to you. and Give me your, your honest answer. If we were back in the 80s or we could go back into the 80s and we lost all this technology, besides us doing this show and contacting each other – throughout the week with our stupidity before we prep for our show. Could you handle life in the age that you are without everything that we have nowadays? Now, if I went directly to that decade from like this you decade, up just that like door now and you I open the door the and the eighties are right there You're in the eighties. Yes. Um, yeah. I would love it. I would seriously love it. Now, would it be hard? Of course, you know, I'm not stupid. Mm-hmm. Of course it would, because we're so used to technology. It would right. be difficult, uh, going to somebody's house without their uh, address and a map. Remember, you needed a map or a Thomas guide. Oh, 
Thomas, Thomas guy, to get. And then sometimes you were missing that page, and you're like, "Son of a monkey yeah. butt!" And then you'd have to call him. that page. You'd have to call him, and then the, you have to go to a pay phone. You have to go to a pay phone, and then you don't have the right change. <laughs> and then that gas station, <laughs> the loser at the gas station says, "No, I don't <laughs> give loser. you." Yeah, he says, "Because it happened to me many occasions." And, oh and yes. Says, no, we won't give change unless you put gas. Yes. You know, and you know, th- that was just a whole changri, that whole definition of what we're de- <laughs> opening the freaking door and going to. I just brought out five changris from Tuscaloosa. You, you opened up a Pandora's box. So, yeah, I got to say, I would love to. It would be really difficult in the beginning. But you know what? There was just so much social interaction, so much closeness, so much bonding with friends. And, uh, so yeah, I would love that feeling again, you know? Okay. Let me ask you, would you miss juice boxes back in the eighties? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I can tell you one thing that I was addicted to and I was addicted to Joel Cola. Ah, oh, Joel Cola. To me, Joel Cola was like drinking cocaine. I mean, I could just do a thousand things in one day with just one can. <laughs> a six pack of Jolt was, was oh, like man. having... Uh, Crack. A whole, a whole can of Senka caf- coffee. Oh. Remember Senka coffee? Yo, dude, I think drinking a whole six pack of Jolt would be like snorting lines of cocaine with Senka coffee in it, bro. You would just be on it, bro. You would be, you would turn into the Incredible Hulk. My dad used to love Senka coffee. Mm, so did were, my grandma. That, that, uh, what was it? I think it was like an orange label. Yes. Yes. Senka. Anyway, coffee. we're back to oh, talking so- about what sucked. Back in the 80s. What's that? Now, I asked you, uh, we were talking about going back into the 80s, what people, if we thought people could handle the transition or if they would uh, embrace the change from now to then. I asked you that question. I'm going to ask myself that question really quick. Now, Chang, if you were able to open the door and go back into the 80s, what would you miss from now and what would you relish in then? Well, Chang. I would probably miss uh, not being the age to go to strip clubs, and I would probably relish the idea that I do not have a cell phone, and uh, I do not have social media to see so many bad things going on in life as quick as I do, as opposed to back in the 80s. I would go back into the 80s, depending on what era of the 80s, I would dive headfirst in, because in 1987, I became a father, so I... I uh, I took on a whole nother role in the 80s as opposed to the reckless, wild 80s kid that wanted to beat the hell out of everybody. And I wasn't a bully. I was the bully stopper. But uh, the 80s, if I could go back, I would I would so quickly go back into the 80s for one reason. Okay, and you know this, I'm not that big of a nerd, but just to go back to a video game house. Oh. The sound, the smell, the lighting, uh, meeting new people, seeing the, the people, cars, I mean, crew, just, the just everything the about it. Were dude. there, man. It was, yeah, bro. it was just so awesome. Yeah. So I remember yeah. going to the Electric Planet in Montebello. So any yeah. of our listeners out there from Montebello, homies, get thrice. What's up, brothers and sisters? <laughs> the Electric Planet was a really crazy place to go hang out back in the eighties, man. It, it was full throttle metal. Yeah, arcades. It was just going to the mall and going to Time Out oh, Arcade dude. or Spencer's. Yep. To all you those places, you... going to golf and stuff, and it's just oh. the experiences oh. that we shared in the eighties are just unrivaled. Now, brother, do you remember Orange Julius back in the eighties? I remember. I always remember making fun of the people who worked there because of yes. you know. I mean, we were oh, teens, yeah. right? We were making yeah. and with the, with the guys, we'd making fun of everybody unless unless it was a cute girl. Then we wouldn't oh. make fun of her, you know. Then we try to get to like, close. Yeah, I used to like going to the mall and hanging out in front of Hot Dog on a Stick and watching those chicks in those skimpy little outfits jump up and down. And as they were making lemonade, I was like, "Oh yeah, baby, oh yeah, <laughs> double up those lemons, double up those lemons, baby." Uh, I mean, so yeah, many, you would do so that. many perverted things. I was you thinking back that. in the eighties. Yeah. Yes, I, uh, I would. I would salivate there. I would. You know it what? Doesn't matter. Leslie McQueen Odin said that the DJs back in the eighties were always speaking over the intro of songs, and she was trying yes. to record. Off the AM radio station, and I would have to agree. It happened to us all the time when we try to record yeah. our favorite songs. We knew uh-huh. what song because uh, the the jock would actually front sell. You know, they would tell you what's coming up after the commercial, and you yeah. were expecting it, and you had your finger on the record button, and then yes. you'd it was actually record and then pause, and you'd take that pause button off, and the guy wouldn't stop talking, and you're like, "Thanks oh, yes. a lot. You ruined the intro to the song." 
Yeah. Now, now, because me and you are professional radio jocks and we've worked with music, I think our listeners are going to be surprised when they start listening to us on K hits. Why? Because we're going to, we're going to do it there too. We're going to be doing, well, I don't know. You know what? We might. No, we have to do it. But see, people understand. If Jameson is in the room with me, yes. People understand now that that was a part of a job. Back then, we didn't understand that they had to do that. But uh, just letting you know, when K hits uh, 92.5 kicks off on the 4th of July, uh, we're going to be doing that same thing. And we don't, you don't have to worry about recording because you have streaming services now. That's right. That's right. But, uh, you know, to our, all our listeners that are going to follow us to uh, K hits, uh, we promise to bring you radio from the past at last. That's right. We're going to go back. We're going to bring in all the top hits and non hits of the eighties. Every genre we're going to hit, we're going to bring you that vibe of old radio jocks that you remember hearing when you were growing up. Uh, if you listen to some of the great rock stations in Los Angeles or, or wherever you were located, we're going to take radio right back then and there hopefully you join us hopefully you give us your uh opinions uh your comments send us music uh and uh by then we should have a phone line you can go ahead and contact us and, and we can just uh we can be your friends in the room and we're not even there with you that's Ex- what we are hoping to capture at k exactly we're going to be having our website is going to be uh up and running by the end of june so we're excited about that We've got lots of stuff here, Back to the 80s Radio, like we were talking about in other programs. We are going to be a part of K-Hits 92.5, and the slogan is, of course, going to be Back to the 80s Radio. So we're excited that we have a wonderful, wonderful uh, following, great fans at Back to the 80s Radio page on Facebook. And uh, so the idea of this station is to bring, exactly like Chang said, we're going to be bringing the same feel that you had for 80s radio back in the year 2021. So that means the jocks, the music, with the exception of commercials, okay, which makes it even better. Uh, we might throw in a commercial mm-hmm. now and then, but it will be an 80s commercial. So just letting you know. And we're going to be bringing back uh, morning and afternoon and maybe mm-hmm. evening and night uh, special shows, including those morning nice. drive shows nice. eventually. Might not be able to do it at first because we still need to gather more staff, but the idea is there. We will be having the morning shows. If you you were used to listening to people like uh, Mark and Brian and things like that, we're going to have all of that and a lot more. So we hope that you will join us as Chang was mentioned. That's right. And uh, remember, everybody out there, hit us on our Patreon page. Keep hitting us on Facebook with uh, something you like or didn't like in the 80s. Give us uh, some clothing you didn't like or you like, something you miss, something you don't miss. Just keep flooding our doors on social media because that way we get uh, to do a show for you, by you. That is another model right there. Uh, Radio needs to go back, and we are hoping to capture that essence of where we make you part of the show. That means it's a show for we, not just me and this guy right here. When we started with Back to the 80s Radio, we found out the great nostalgia that was basically hitting us so hard because we were locked in our homes. So we were left alone with our thoughts for, for hours and hours and hours. And we started longing for better times. And that's the reason that we, we are bringing this show to you. And after hearing everything from everybody, we realized, you know what? People want to hear music. Hey, I want to hear music. And not only that, you know, Chang and I being, you know, jocks from radio, FM and AM, we decided, you know what? It's time to give them what the 80s used to have and what the big companies has taken away. And that's the closeness between the jock and the listener. Quality of the music. You know, we've got a great catalog of over 10,000 songs from the 1980s. So we've got enough to hold us off for a long time. Uh, Now, Toscano, I think radio needs an enema. And for our uh, Spanish listeners, uh, Lavativa. And uh, hopefully uh, here at Back to the 80s, we are that enema. We are that Lavativa to radio, to unclog, to clean out the filter of the everyday. Oh, humdrum. Only 10 songs. Only a bunch of crap on there. We hope to clean your soul from all of that caca that FM radio has built. So we've got 
a lot more to talk about what sucked in the 80s. And we're going to have to leave it for next week. So please stay tuned. Come back. Also, if you have something that you'd like to let us know about what sucked in the 80s, hit us up. Give us a direct message in our Facebook page and we'll read it here. We'll give you a shout out. Now, I know that I forgot probably to give a lot of people shout outs. So let me give a few more uh, before we go. And then, Chang, hopefully you can read a few more. But I, I want to give a special shout out to Addie Jernigan. Uh, shout out to Carrie Hinckley, Christy Kraft, Michelle Kelly, Beth Schultz, Carol Adele. Um, let's see. Lorreen Adler, Philip Lloyd, Beth Schultz. Gail Ward, Bob Morrell, Marty Sampley, and Nicole Love. I want to give a shout out to Anna Christensen. I want to give a shout out to my good buddy, Micah Salinas. I want to give another shout out to uh, my good friend, also the comedian. Hope you're making them laugh. I also want to give a very special shout out to anybody out there that has had a family member that has suffered from depression or bipolar uh you're you you know how hard that is and and you sometimes you're going to need a picker upper tune to us toscano and chang right here at back to the 80s Uh, that's about all the shout outs i have and uh i just want to thank everybody again for putting their ears to the to the music box and bringing us home and uh, there's no other better place that me and toscano would rather be than to put a smile on your faces well i want to thank you guys for listening i hope you guys have a great week stay tuned the following friday for more Back to the 80s Radio. In the meantime, stay safe, do what's right, protect yourselves, protect your fellow neighbor, and we'll see you next Friday. Now, Toscano, I got something special as I say goodnight, okay? I'm going to say my usual goodnights, but I'm I'm going to give the listeners a little bit of what it is to be a rock jock from the 80s, and then we're going to follow it with that song. We're going to make this sound exactly like a radio station. Are you ready to go? Remember, everybody, get each other's back. We are all we have. We are one race, the human race. Stay lifted and gifted. All my homies out there, orale, hasta la vista, hasta mañana, arrivederci. Until next Friday, we'll see you again. Hey, you are listening to Back to the 80s, and we are going to hit the streets right now and pay some bills with Michael McDonald and the Doobie Brothers with this song right here, Back to the 80s. Don't you go nowhere. Take it away, Doobie Brothers.